What's up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 194 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter and all social media now at Spin Thoughts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube we're not cool enough to have a handle there yet. You have to have people that actually care and follow you. So it's a big-ass, long URL. Find it on our social media, at Spin Thoughts. The website's thespinningthoughts.com. I'm so, so happy to, to see a new decade, a new year. This is the first official, uh, I guess you could say, podcast where Dan Boyer isn't, isn't stealing the spotlight from me. He's always out there grinding, talking to the bands up north in Canada to me, and I appreciate that very much. This is going to be uh, an interesting, an interesting entry into the Spinning Thoughts discography. We're almost at 200, by the way, and I got to do something special. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. We'll get there when we get there. So you may have seen the marketing for this episode, and I have so much to talk about, a lot of it. Some of it, not all of it. That that's misleading and maybe a little intimidating. Uh, but a little bit of it's got a. Uh, it's like I got I got a bone to pick with J Bone. So this is a brand new series that we're gonna see how this one goes. J better perform, or else this is gonna be one and done. So it's I'm calling it riding with J Bone. And if you don't know who J Bone is, J Bone is our. Metal Thoughts editor. I just gave him that title, that credential today. He didn't even acknowledge that I gave that to him. Uh, but that was quite the fucking promotion. And so he basically is Metal Thoughts. He, he is the only one who contributes to that. I dip my toes into metal, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but Jay, Jay Bone Matthew, uh, my best friend, my brother. Uh, I love him so much, and he does a lot for me in and out of music. I... I'm going to dedicate a fucking series to him. Uh, riding with J-Bone is because this dude's so busy. Uh, he's a father. He's a husband. He's a lover to me. And, you know, he's just so busy. He works hard that he's always on the go. And uh, you're going to notice here in a second uh, why we're calling this Riding with J-Bone. Because uh, my dude is always on the move. Everybody say hello to my best friend, Metal Thoughts, J-Bone, J-Matthew. What's up, brother? What up? Holy shit, dude. Listen, you actually, I think for the first time, I know we've talked on the podcast before, and we're, we're going to be doing it more now that I've gave, uh, given you a, a fucking series, right? Um, but you've never really gotten to experience what it's like to hear me do the intro. Like the very long, it's worth three minutes. That's how fucking long that took. I mean, I when I have bands the on fuck? here, it, they, they're sitting there like, dude, or, am I going to get to talk? You probably feel that too. But that's exactly it. So when you go into the whole thing about um, that, you know, you premiere at midnight and then you have the live come or the uh, all platforms on Monday and things like that, I really thought that was pre-recorded. It sounds the same Shut every up. time. Shut up. I thought you pressed the button and it was like like a Howard Stern sound panel. Listen, dude, if you're too, if you're going to butter me up this early in the episode, your credibility shot because I just, I, I, you know, I said, I love you, man. You got to act like, we, you know, listen, I'm going to bring the heat to you soon. So, you know, you better just get ready to get those gloves out. Don't be all nice. Uh, I get it. But listen, I just got, I got promoted today to editor of, of Metal Thoughts. And I don't know if that comes with like a monetary raise. We can talk about that offline. But I'm, I've never been happier. No, you know what? Let's talk about it online because to get a monetary raise, that me, that would insinuate or connotate that there was a monetary gain to begin with. 
Well, we always deal in percentages. So if I feel like a 25% bump for this. So you want a quarter then? Oh, that's not a 20. I mean, 25% is zero. That We're still talking about nothing. Well, you know what? That's why I want to. I run a fucking podcast because I don't. I don't know math and, you know, whatever. Jay. Okay, you're you're a doctor. We get it. Okay, Doctor Jay Bone. That's it. I get yeah, nothing you know, else. I get nothing else. That is. All, you don't have to go getting all hostile. I mean, do you want to just fucking talk about wage more right now while you're worked up? You know what? I I don't know who's running. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna come off as like a giddy, just like ridiculous individual in this conversation because it's not often I get to talk to somebody I'm this close to. I'm usually talking to a band or an artist for like the first fucking time. And it, you know, by the time you get to know them, it's the end of the episode. So this is going to be quite the episode here with you and me, Jay. All right. Yeah, let's let's do this. Um, With riding with Jay bone this is always it's never going to be the same thing. Let me put that out there. I, that's probably the easiest way to say it. It's never going to be the same. It's just going to be me and Jay catching up. Uh, mainly focusing on things within metal, uh, and maybe we'll get political. I mean, it is the year uh, where just basically everybody's getting political. Who knows? Three years of spinning thoughts. We can do what we want to do. Uh, we got some shit to talk about, Jay. You mentioned wage war. There's a reason why I'm so, so fucking pissed at you. Uh, you know why. The people listening may know, but I'm going to say it right now. So, you know, Every year we do top 10 albums. Jay focuses on the metal hard rock arena. Again, he is the metal thoughts individual. So his top 10 albums of 2019, it was good. It was good, but there was one fucking problem. Pressure. The best album of 2019 in these genres uh, was not in the top 10. So before we talk about wage war, Jay, uh, I'm just going to let everybody know what your top 10 was. So we have Flaw Design at 10 from St. Asonia. We're going from 10 down to 1, right? It's called Teasing You. Strength in Numbers from Fever 333. Sudden Sky from Crown the Empire. Sinking Feeling from The Burden. We'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Shape by Fire as I lay dying. You know why I'm laughing, Jay. Atonement. Kill Switch Engage, Earth and Sky of Mice and Men, I the Mask from In the Flames at three, We Are Not Your Kind from Slipknot, and then at number one, no, it's not Wage War, uh, but well-deserving it is Trauma from I Prevail. Uh, Jay, I'm going to let you take the floor here. People probably know that I'm pissed at you about uh, Wage not making your top ten. What say you? Well, and here's the thing. Like, I have this recurring like daydream nightmare if you want to call it that you get wage war on the podcast and the next thing i know i get like blindsided by why do you hate this fucking band and they're like on the phone and that that's i don't want to put that vibe out there well dude I it's so it's like crazy i didn't plan this and people are gonna think that this is a fucking joke whenever i say that right now <laughs> dude this is why it took me so long to get things ready i actually have wage on the fucking phone What's up, dude? Yeah, they are, they're not on the fucking phone. Did you believe me? I, I mean, I was all about it. I was ready for it. <laughs> hey, because Wage, what, Wage, you got to come on, and we got to actually make this happen. What what I have to say is incredibly complimentary. Like, contrary to the, the way that you described it up to now, I love pressure. And I, a top ten has ten albums in it. I mean, that's the end of the, I love pressure but it wasn't in my top 10. I went through something very similar in 2017 with Dead Sea. And I don't know if you don't remember that conversation or, or why it didn't come up, but the very first time that we went through this with the top 10, Deadweight didn't didn't cut it. It didn't show up. And it wasn't... I love that album. I sent you that album. I think I might even review that album. But it just wasn't one of the 10 that spoke to me. I mean, there were other albums that came out that spoke to me more, and Pressure's the same way. Listen, I love a lot of tracks on there. Um, I really get into some of the some of the heavier stuff. There's some stuff that takes away. Like I'm not into some of the some of the, the lighter, the poppier stuff. Um, and I know I know what you're gonna say. I already know the argument is that my number one album was I Prevail, and they've got a lot of that on there too. But like the the difference there is the, the balance of the heavy. So like I think about Bow Down, and Bow Down from I Prevail has that like poppy little. Um, interlude in the in the end where they kind of use the the keyboard and the synth and it slows down and there's a tempo change but it builds back up into something 
crazy. And there are just a couple of, of songs on pressure that, that didn't hit for me because they did that. That doesn't mean that it's not, not incredible. And one of those songs is, is great. It wasn't my favorite on the album, but um, we were talking just the other day. They put out that, um, that acoustic unleaded on, on Octane, and that's like my favorite song that they did there. So a lot of times it's just different interpretations, and just because it wasn't in my top ten doesn't mean that it's not something that's on my on my playlist. I mean, prison is in almost all of my playlists. Um, everything that I kind of shuffle and come on, I'm I'm listening to a track from Wayward just about every day. So maybe we just need to calm the fuck down on the hate. <laughs> but okay, look, and actually, as you said all of that. Like, I believe you, and if I feel better, but I don't feel as good as I want to feel. And and here's why, because the disparity, the contrast is, it was my number one. It didn't right. make your top ten. So it's not like it was eight for me, and I'm like, okay, whatever, like, fucking two got ahead of it for Jay, no big deal. But, you know, I look up to you as the metal guru of spinning thoughts, and I, it's like, I don't know if, if I'm crazy or if you are. Well, and here's the thing, because when you look at our top 10, right, um, I think I prevail was your number two was my number one. And like the next three or four albums went in line in order. So if uh, you take wage for off of your top, our top five were exactly the same besides that one album. Uh, yes, you are correct. Let me actually, so you and I are, it's, we're vibing. You, you've already talked about a few things that I had planned for us to hit later and we'll re we'll re talk about a few things or, or, or expand on them, I guess. Let me give my top 10. So for those who don't know, thespinningthoughts.com, uh, a ton of us, there's, there's about, about 12 now. We, you know, some people said goodbye recently and, and you know, we love you, but, uh, so we're around like 12, I think collectively. So, you know, maybe like eight, nine, 10 of us, we did top 10 album of the year content, thespinningthoughts.com. You can check it out. So normally I do like pop punk alternative kind of stuff, but 2019 was my year, the birth of metal for me. Again, we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth in a second. So for the first time ever in 2019, I did a top 10 hard rock metal albums in addition to my just standard uh, pop punk alternative stuff. You can check out all of it on our website, thespinningthoughts.com. So my top 10, and, and let me compare it to Jay. So we'll just go back and forward. 10 for me, Raised Fist, their album Anthems. Uh, that that's a, that's a band in an album you're not talking about, nobody's fucking talking about, and it dropped later, in, not as late as The Burden, Right. And we'll get there. But, uh, you know, it dropped late and it's still fucking it. It, it was everything for me. Uh, nine straight from the path. You had St. Asonia flawed design at 10. So then at nine, I had straight from the path internal atomics. You had fever three, three, three at eight. I had New Year's Day, which is an area of 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 debate between you and me. Uh, number eight for you was crown the empire. Seven. But straight, since we're talking about this anyway, you talked me out of New Year's Day in my top. 10. Well, then and you the shouldn't button- be so easily uh, persuaded but what i'm saying is and, and this is something that i killed me when i listened to the episode where you went over your top 10 is that you almost convinced me that the new year's day album didn't hit me as hard as i thought it did and then it's in your top 10 <laughs> listen man you know it's 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 kind of like fantasy football you know you you, you gotta you gotta befriend the enemy and and yet again sorry, i foreshadow you're gonna bring up fantasy football. You're talking. You know who you're talking to. You're talking to late champion. <laughs> the the fantasy football thing is actually the second to last bullet point, and I did that. It's kind of like in in journalism with the pyramid uh, approach, where like the the least important stuff's at the bottom in case it needs to get cut. So, you know. Oh, well, shit. Well, let's let's stick with your structured bullet point by all means. <laughs> Mr. Journalist, continue. So at number seven, I had Corn, The Nothing, Jay had The Burden, and I want to talk about, you know, let's bring it in right here. So The Burden, we're at number seven for both of us. The Burden snuck the fuck in for you, dude, and it wasn't like it just kind of came out of nowhere. It dropped literally, was it in December that it dropped, or was it literally the last week of November? Do you remember? Dude, it might have been like the 13th. It was like mid-December, I think. I'm looking it up. So just real briefly, like for, to put it into perspective, like uh, here it is. The, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, it released, you know, I usually put this right at the beginning, you know, for these purposes right now. Right. So that when we talk about it, we don't seem like idiots that haven't actually listened to the album. 
Well, you know, and, and then there were some things where, like, the album didn't actually hit on streaming platforms, like, in a timely right. manner, which, it, you know, as a content creator for me, that actually just makes life a living fucking hell. And that's no no slight or anything to the burden because they'd have a good yeah, release. I don't, I don't know what happened there because they, they were on Apple Music and then it was off. And I think the same thing happened with Spotify. They had some tweets and stuff about it kind of popping on and off, and they were updating fans as it as it went through. But um, I think they, they had something going on with availability on streaming for maybe even up to a week after it dropped. All right, so it was December the 13th that their 13th, their, their 13th song uh, LP, Sinking Feeling, dropped. Okay, December 13th. When did, uh, when did you drop your top 10? As I look that up, Jay, just explain briefly how a December 13 release makes number seven of your top 10. And again, this is also just argument for me on fucking wage war not making it. You had like two uh, seconds. You couldn't even listen to the whole album. Well, I, did. I, got, I got an advanced copy because the dudes and the burden are fucking awesome. Um, so and they, I love how that, that didn't even go through me. You basically, literally, you are Metal Thoughts. Listen, I, I reviewed their EP last year, and it was fucking awesome. We got hooked up with them from uh, from James, from Cherry the Fork, um, and fucking blew my mind that EP. Didn't have enough nice things to say about it. And from that, um, you know, from time to time, bands will kind of hit me up, and they'll say thanks for reviewing it. They'll retweet and stuff, but they really kind of reached out and they were very grateful and appreciative. And it was really kind of cool because I, I still can't explain it after how good that EP was. Um, these guys still aren't like household names in metal. And I guess nobody that's not Metallica or Avenged Sevenfold is like really a household name in metal. But the fact that these guys are still produced, they produce this CD by themselves. They don't have a label, a big label back them. They don't have, like all these other things, and when you listen to the quality, it sounded better than most albums that came out in in 2019. So when I'm thinking about a top 10, I've got to think about quality and production, and these guys got bonus points off the top for not having the backing of like a legitimate big-time studio, of, you know, big-time producers, things like that. They did a lot of this shit themselves, and a lot of it was self-funded. So um, for them to have put out such an amazing record... Um, and I, I gotta, um, I gotta be honest. When I first heard it, I probably listened to it a dozen times in the week that I had it before it dropped. Um, and I just constantly on repeat. The playability from beginning to end with seamless transitions. And um, what's the what's the platform that we listen to that like a lot of the releases, pre-releases come out on? Holix, Halix, Halix. How are you say that? I mean, it kind of, it takes away from an album a lot of times for me, because a lot of times with metal, you get those, um, like, transitions. You know, like when a song's over, they've got a couple notes that bleed into the next song. And I feel like a lot of times on Alex or however you say it, you don't get that smooth transition. So I was fucking obsessed with that album before it dropped, before I got it on stream, before I could listen to how it pieced together is like one giant work. Um, I, I can't say enough nice things about that album or that band. All right, so, uh, it, yes, The Burden, uh, congratulations on an epic release. Just to let everybody know, there were three days in between when the, the album officially released, and Jay is stating that he had it early, uh, and I trust the guy, uh, but uh, the, the album dropped on December 13, and Jay's uh, top 10 went up on the website on December 16. And let me tell you, I do all the, the website myself. Everything you see there, I'm, I'm coding it. I'm embedding shit. I'm making it look pretty and consistent. I didn't, that took, you know, that took me a couple of days. All right. So that, you know, the turn time isn't great over here at Spinning Thoughts. So, all right, let's, let's cruise through this real quick so that we can get on to some other topics. At number six, I had Bad Wolves Nation. You had As I Lay Dying. Uh, we could talk about that, and you and I have off the off the podcast talked about it. But I don't, you know, I don't think we need to go there. The dude served his time. If you know what we're talking about, it is what it is. We're just talking about the music here. Uh, share music, spread the love, blah blah blah. Okay, five I had of mice and men, earth and sky. Uh, you had kill switch, and then at four you had of mice and men, which I had in flames, and then at three you had in flames. And at three, I had Slipknot. It's like a snake, dude. Because then at two, you had Slipknot. 
and I had I prevail. And then the 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 just the worst part of this is you had I prevail and I had wage war at one, and you did not have wage. And I I totally get like when I'm listening back to the albums though that I had on that top ten, um, and I think that this is to shed some light on why wage might not have been in my top ten and it was so high in yours, especially when the core of our top ten was so similar and kind of snaked down like that. I think it just comes down to like other other preferences, right? Because metal is such a big thing. And we've talked about this a million times off of, um, you know, kind of off, offline, off the air. But you've got death metal and black metal and, you know, the Nordic stuff and all these different kinds of approaches to it. Obviously, your background, the way that you kind of feel and experience things as you're transitioning is in pop punk. And honestly, Wage War is a lot more of the, the power chords and the I don't want to say poppy because I don't mean like Justin Bieber pop. And it would be okay if you did mean Justin Bieber pop. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We're here for the very first of hopefully a very healthy and long series riding with J-Bone. He's in the car. We're talking about everything, uh, I guess, that is Wage War and our top 10 albums of 2019. We're going to shake it up here as we move on. So, Jay, I want to talk about Slipknot here for a quick minute. There's a few things, actually, about Slipknot that I want to discuss. One, Slipknot, this doesn't sound like a question. I'm going to, like, inform real quick. Slipknot was... There were albums before We Are Not Your Kind in 2019 that really turned me on to metal. But it was Slipknot that just, the floodgates, right? I mean, they've been around since what, Jay, 99, 97 before Corey Taylor, right? Yeah, even longer than that was kind of like the projects that built up to it and different sorts of things like that. But it's definitely been a couple of decades. And I literally, uh, full transparency... I, I really never gave them a chance until 2019. So, Jay, my question for you is, as the metal guru, why am I just now obsessed with Slipknot? So, and it, it's kind of funny that you bring that up because I was just saying this to somebody the other day. Slipknot is like, the next generation of Metallica. Um, and this is this is kind of why, and, and I'll explain it, hopefully it makes sense. So I've never liked up, Metallica, by the way. Okay, but when you were growing up, did you have the Black Album? No. Were you ever a 13-year-old boy? No. Okay. Because um, I just thought, I thought it was like the, uh, you know, kind of like the middle age, middle school, sixth grade um, everyone that I knew. Dude, had. I was an emo skater kid. I was listening to Thursday. I was listening to The Starting Line. I was listening to Less Than Jake. That was me. I was listening to all those bands too, but I had the Blackout. I mean, it came out in 91, so maybe a little bit of a... But everybody I knew had that album. The only colored albums I ever owned were Weezer's. What about the Beatles? Okay, asshole. Go on. Go on. You caught me. Go. Anyway, um, so... My point here is that, like, they have released dozens of albums over that span of time from the late 80s until a couple years ago. And you people get in. They've always been the biggest band of their time, of their genre. So people get into them, you know, kind of throughout that span. And every time they release something, it's, it's the biggest thing. And I heard an interview with James Hetfield, who's the lead singer, um, where he was talking about how cool it is to see like generations of fans coming together at their concerts, right? So you've got people who were big fans when the Black Album came out, when, you know, Injustice for All and those late 80s, early 90s stuff came out. And now they're bringing their kids and maybe even their grandkids at this point to Metallica shows, um, you know, kind of when they're touring and stuff like that. And he's talking about how cool it is to come full circle. Slipknot is approaching kind of the time frame where they're going to be one of those bands. And every album that they have had has been solid. So it doesn't matter if you pick up the most recent or, you know, kind of been there from the beginning. 
when you started listening to them, they were probably doing something groundbreaking and they were probably doing something that was better than everyone else in the genre. So it doesn't surprise me that the first listen that you get to them is in 2019 and it totally like rocked your world because everything that they've done has been perfection. (laughs) Dude, I just, I could listen to you tell me and help me process my own metal evolution all goddamn day because it just makes so much sense. And I, while I've never been a Metallica fan, that I mean, that shouldn't shock anybody because, again, I'm, t- I'm telling you in 2019, I fell in love with Slipknot for the first time. So, you know, it shouldn't be a shocker that Metallica isn't on my list of bands that I adore. I don't hate them. Uh, but it, it's uh, you, you just really you kind of nailed it there with Slipknot. And uh, I'm curious to see what 2020 brings for the metal genres and uh, to see if my, uh, my, my fury is still alive here in this new decade. But before we get away from Slipknot, though, I made you watch a video, Jay. Uh, fit it into your very busy uh, schedule, right? I made you watch a video so that we could talk about it, so I'm going to honor it. Uh, the other day, I came across... Uh, Slipknot performing, and I think that this is the correct way to say it, which I did it incorrectly in our audio album review of the album. Uh, Nero Forte. All right. It's yeah. uh, one of your favorite songs off the album. It's one of mine. I've been waiting for them to perform it live so I could watch it on YouTube, and finally they did. And Jay, uh, the reason why I made you watch it is because I want to get your thoughts on it. I'm going to just share a brief. Uh, segment of mine it, very brief seriously it, I, I was disappointed and and the reason why I was disappointed in it and maybe this is due to my ignorance of not really understanding the slipknot or you know whatever I really hated the fucking chorus man Um, and that's the yeah. best part of the song I, I mean does nobody else know how to sing except for Corey Taylor so he has to do the like triple harmonies in one voice and and have right. and have the keg guy do the screaming too much and animosity nobody a- does it better than Corey I- taylor and nobody's i mean that dude is probably for for your pound for pound for your money he's the best at singing and screaming ad m shadows and event shovel there are a lot of people who do either of them well but not a lot of people that are kind of top of the craft in both of them and he's definitely up there for for both i think the thing that threw me about nero forte you know there was a couple couple of points that i don't want to say it was sloppy but it's a fast song to begin with and it's very very technical especially on the guitar and you get that energy i mean we've talked about this a billion times you get that energy of playing live and everything's faster so i think that some of that kind of got away and i was a little disappointed with some of the transitions but when he's doing the kind of the screaming or the growl or whatever you want to call it in the lyric, he's almost talking a mile a minute and, you know, kind of at a, at a quick rap pace, almost like it's like the equivalent of metal. You know what I'm saying? He's coming at a mile a minute. So when he switches over to the clean um, and he is thinking it by himself, I think what threw me for a loop is that he's is not what I thought the lead line was. Stop. Hold on. Say um, that line you just cut out. So the thing about the lead lines, act as if you never said that and go. Lead one. I like what he sings. I always thought was a harmony. I thought that that kind of high melody was kind of the, the meat and bones of that chorus. And that's not what he sings. And not only is that not what he sings, but nobody else is singing it either. So it kind of sounds like a different song. It felt empty, dude. Like, it, it had none of the power that the studio does, the studio version does. It's the first, it's weird, man. And it's just, it's like a roller coaster with me and Slipknot right now because not only did I fucking fall in love with them in 2019, and now the, 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 we're still in just only month one of 2020, and I just got disappointed by them for the first time. I really was well, looking I, forward to this song, and I just didn't like that live performance at all. So I'm ta- I was talking earlier about like the parallel between Metallica and Slipknot, and now that I think about it, to be honest with you, I wrote an article about bands that could like take the torch from Metallica as like metal kings a couple of years ago, and I think Slipknot was number one on that list. Maybe Event 
sevenfold, but I think it was Slipknot. Anyway, the thing about, um, you know, kind of the Metallica is that in 97, they had two albums. And one of the biggest radio songs that they had on one of those albums was called The Unforgiven Two. And they played it like the week it released was the Grammys. And they played part of it at the Grammys and like a medley. But they never played that song again. Um, so a lot of people said it was because it didn't translate well live. A lot of people said that it was because it was too hard. It was too, there's a lot of like um, synthesizers. There's a lot of like orchestral stuff. Um, but even when they did like the S&M with the um, San Francisco, um, you know, kind of orchestra, they, they didn't do this song. It wasn't until 2015 that they played that, that live. And to be honest, I don't know that they've played it since. A big deal was made when they played it in 2015. And the reason I bring that up is because when We Are Not Your Kind was released, there was an interview I heard with Corey Taylor when he said that they were really excited to play this song live and get it in front of people if they ever went that route. And it kind of struck me because I was thinking, well, here's the next generation, The Unforgiven 2, right? Here's that song that you always expect to hear live because it has some radio success because people know about it. People are clamoring for it, and it almost gets this mystique. They're never going to play it, and it's going to be awesome. So I was kind of shocked to see that you sent me a video of them playing it live because I thought it was going to be something that just kind of never happened, and it was going to be years and years and years before they finally did it just to kind of appease a fan base that bought into the mystique for so long and pushed them to, to get to that point. Because it is a technical song. There's a lot going on in every segment of that song. Um, so I can see why it would be a challenge. I could see why you would not want to play it. And this is exactly why you are so deserving of the editor promotion I randomly gave you today. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on every piece of social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. This is Riding with J-Bone, the new series here. J-Bone of Metal Thoughts. So, we talked about the top tens. We talked about Slipknot. Talk to me about In This Moment, Jay, because you have been waiting for this day. Why? So, I mean, this is the most frustrated that I've been for an album to come out in a long time. Um, and I could talk about In This Moment forever because with the exception of maybe the Foo Fighters because of the, the history and, and things of that nature, In This Moment is probably my, my favorite band overall right now. They are such an amazing live show. The theatrics are on point. Um, Maria Brink's voice on recorded on an album, in person, whatever you, wherever you catch it, is on point constantly. And these guys are heavy. Um, you know, they don't get enough credit for how technical they are um, and different sorts of things like that, in, you know, in this genre. And I really think that the horror metal has always kind of been something that I've been into. So they take that to the extreme. They do a lot of cool things. Um, so their new album, Mother, was supposed to come out um, for the longest time. They were saying that it was going to be out in like July or August. Um, they started to do some promotion about it. And all of a sudden that time came around and it was just dead. It was quiet. There was nothing. There were no singles released. There was absolutely nothing. They did two tours that were supposed to be in support of that album that they went out, they did their tour. And then it was like, never, the release was never confirmed. I don't know what happened to it. Um, so they were supposed to release this song called the in-between on Halloween. Um, and I was like super excited for it. I had like an alarm set to download this from Apple music to check it out. They had like a 14 second teaser of this song on their like their socials and stuff like that and i thought it sounded really cool it was kind of like the really quiet um with the chimes leading up to the first chorus where she kind of explodes and you caught like the beginning of that um bringing heaven bringing hell and it was really fucking cool and i couldn't wait and then all of a sudden all of that stuff went down and it went away and when you googled in this moment mother new album release whatever it was all you could find for the longest time was the interview with I think it was Guitar World magazine um, from Chris, the guitar player, about what the new title of the album is and that it was coming out in, in summer. And that was it. There was nothing about why it was pulled, why it was delayed, why this song dropped and then was 
um, magically erasing things like that. So I actually got that text from you today that that single, the in-between, finally dropped, and it is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see them um, tour in support of this album. They're actually coming to Pittsburgh the day after my birthday, so you better believe my ass will be there. Um, and I'm just I'm super excited. It's supposed to be their heaviest album since Blood, which is, um, I think I told you this the other day, if I were to do a top 10 of the last decade albums, top 20, whatever it looks like, I would be surprised if Blood was not my number one album. They're touring with Black Veil Brides, who also has an over-the-top crazy stage show. And I've heard two songs off of their new album coming up, and it's a lot heavier than Black Veil Brides has, has been, so I'm excited about that. Um, I reviewed Veil on their last album a year and a half ago or so, and it was it was good. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go. But they also have um, uh, Bad Wolves on that tour. Um, as well as Dead. So it, it seems like a, a solid tour. They picked a really good lineup, a really good support system to go out. So I think that that's going to be a really good one, as well as, you know, really just kind of getting to experience a lot of the stuff from the new album. All right. So before we actually talk about one other uh, major metal tour that is going to be cruising into the spring months here in 2020, um, I, I, you know, we're talking about new music, Mother, the album from In This Moment. It's going to be out March the 27th uh, of this year. So highly anticipated. Cannot wait to hear it in its entirety. Uh, Jay, I feel like you and I, though, the other day talking about it, uh, highly anticipated uh, metal music albums coming out. Is Beartooth due? Because I really want them to be uh, ready with triplets. So there are really, really like... 2020, if everything that's supposed to drop in 2020 comes out, it is going to be, I'm already nervous and anxious about album of the year content. Um, so in addition to in this moment, Beartooth apparently has something that's like almost all the way done to the point that like the lead singer Caleb is playing it for people backstage. It shows like some new content to get feedback. I think it's in like the demo stages, but um, apparently sooner than later, they're going to have some new stuff and they're fucking awesome. But I hear the same thing with nothing more too um and nothing oh, you more you love them and, dude i fucking love nothing you more. love them um and um another one that not to sleep on um Beartooth just toured with and i fucking hate that i missed this tour i had the opportunity to go to pittsburgh and cleveland and i missed both of them Beartooth just toured with i prevail but also with a day to remember um, and I haven't always been the hugest fan of A Day to Remember, but I've heard a couple songs off of their forthcoming album that comes out in March sometime as well, I believe. And it sounds fucking intense, man. It sounds like it's going to be um, a real kind of step up to the heavy for those guys. So you mentioned A Day to Remember and uh, that they were on some runs with I Prevail. And I Prevail were obviously, you and I, we agree, their album Trauma was... Uh, one or two uh, in 2019. We agree on that. So uh, I actually want to touch base on this Five Finger Death Punch tour that is going to be starting on April the 8th in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, and I don't want to talk about it because Five Finger Death Punch is headlining. And I want to talk about it because Papa Roach, I Prevail, and Ice Nine Kills will be supporting uh what are your thoughts on this tour jay it's, i mean look no hey i honestly don't know much about uh five finger death punch i don't even know if they have like a shorter way of saying their name i wish they did because FFDP. say it what um, what ffdp that still feels way too much uh, of really a struggle uh, it, you know god anyways i don't know much about them to be honest but uh, yeah i love papa roach and then i prevail and ice nine kills come on i mean this is this is epic no and it's arena so it and it's really funny that you say that because when I sent you the tour announcement, I believe I cropped out Five Finger Death Punch and just sent you the part of the graphic that showed Papa Roach with um, I Prevail and Ice Nine Kills. Um, because if that was the tour, um, listen, Five Finger Death Punch does a lot of great charity things for the troops. Um, you know, I, I don't want to um, put anybody down at any point. Their, their lead singer has gone through some, some battles. Um, you know, kind of with, with addictions and things like that. And he's apparently in a better place. I've seen them live a couple times. And, um, you know, he went off on a sound guy and for putting lights in his eyes one night. And it just, to me, they've written a couple songs about um, being pissed off about fans approaching them in public and things like that. And to me, if you're lucky enough to make music as a profession and be well compensated for it, then your, your fans should be everything. So, 
I mean, I get it. It's from it's from a dark place sometimes, and best of luck to, to him and them as they get through that. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of the band, but that tour is one that I will be I will be in attendance for. Um, Papa Roach is I I sent you a meme one time that called him Grandpapa Roach. Um, <laughs> I, I still think that that's hysterical because they've been around since like the early '90s too. Um, Jacoby Shaddix, though, man, so underrated. He's been doing a lot of features on smaller bands' records, and everything that man touches goes to gold. I mean, he's not just Papa Roach is not just last resort and kind of the they really fought to break like the one hit wonder stigma that really easy could have happened to them after that song came out. Um, but they're amazing, and I Prevail is on fire right now. Again, Trauma was my favorite album last year. And as much as I have to say about Trauma, the couple of albums that they released before that, I was big fans of them too. Um, it's it's really they were kind of a little bit more on the pop punky side before they got really heavy with Trauma. But you know their last couple albums, um, the song Stuck in Your Head is still one of my like go tos when I'm sitting around jamming on the guitar. But I Prevail is fucking awesome and they're awesome live and I can't wait to see them again. But Ice Nine Kills for your opening act of four bands to be right. Ice Nine Kills is fucking ridiculous like that band is so good and i almost wish like if i could play fantasy concert booker i would almost take ice nine kills off of that one and put them well there's a couple i mean Beartooth is touring with motionless and white and motionless and white has that whole horror theatrical thing um ice nine kills would be awesome on a tour with like in this moment and um like dead and those guys too but Black Veil Brides, but honestly, um, to be able to see Ice Nine Kills take it to that level and play with the big boys, so to speak, like prove that they've arrived and they're like a big part of the scene, that's awesome. From from where those guys came from in a short amount of time, it, it's really cool to see where they've where they've gotten to. So, and and as we round out this really. Uh, and I realize, Jay, we talked uh, when we weren't recording. I'm, like, screaming, basically, this entire time. And I'm just so excited that you're here, and it's so nice to talk to you. And, you know, yeah, I've been having a few adult beverages. I am of age, so settle down, everybody. We're just having fun. So bef- I want to round this out before we say goodbye. It's never goodbye. It's just you and I will we'll, we'll talk later, right, Jay? Right, ta-ta for now, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, but I want to end on a really, really cool, uplifting note. Uh, not that this whole thing hasn't been. And I don't know if you're aware of what I'm about to tell you, Jay. So, uh, and if anybody listening doesn't know about this, it's just so fucking cool. And it has to do with Brian Burkheiser of I Prevail. He is the singer. So, for Christmas, the singer of I Prevail paid off his father's mortgage. And, and I just want to read something. Uh, Loudwire covered this. Uh, I, I heard about it when it first happened. So in disbelief, Burkheiser's father slumps into the couch. Quote, uh, Brian Burkheiser says, Your mortgage is paid off, my man. It's paid off, the singer said in the moment. We're getting you out of that job, and you're going to be able to spend all sorts of time with mom and us. You're not going to have to drive two and a half hours to work anymore. So... 50 grand is going towards your mortgage to pay it off and starting the next chapter of everything. Jay, I don't know if this is the first time you've heard of it. Uh, my God. No, and it's not. I follow Brian on social media. Um, you know, all the guys in I Prevail have really good social media presence. Um, and they do a lot of like crazy and funny things. They talk a lot of shit on each other, which is really kind of cool. Um, but honestly, like things like that. You know, I was talking earlier about if you have the ability to be compensated to be a musician professionally, you know, appreciating your fans and things like that. But to take that a step further and do something like that for your for your family, that it shows it shows that you're an awesome person. You know what I'm saying? And I have always been somebody who um, will support someone to the death because I think they're an awesome person. And I, I don't want to go over time, but that brings me to kind of a funny anecdote story that I can rush through. Um, for the longest time, I had like a, like a, like a hatred for Corey Taylor um, because I was at a concert and it wasn't a Slipknot concert. It was a Stone Sour concert when they first came out, when that song Bother was like the big shit. 
Um, the one that was a little Spider-Man soundtrack is kind of slower. Didn't really know what to expect from them. I was at like the edges, the edge of the X Christmas show. It was a band called Trust Company that me and some of my friends loved, and Stone Sour was the headliner. And Corey Taylor was wasted, and he kind of came through acting like a hot shot, pushing people out of the way of um, like the back entrance to Club Lago when he was coming in. And he like, I, I don't know, looking back on it, that I wasn't just like a pissed off teenager, and he did it on purpose. But he like ran over my my friend who's like four foot nothing, and um, she like fell down on the ground, and it like just became this whole thing. And when we got inside, I realized who he was because I'd never seen him without the mask. And I was like, fuck this dude. And for like the longest time, I was like, I can't support that. I can't do that. And looking back on it now, this guy's like the greatest, you know, icon of, of metal music of all time. So I, I kind of got to get away from the um, kind of the personality stuff. He's a, he's a great guy um, and stuff now. He was a he was a kid at the point, you know, whatever. But um, to see back to back to Brian Burkhauser, to see somebody kind of take that on and do something like that for their family. I, I can't say enough about what that says about your character. I just want to give one last quote here before we sign off. This is uh, from this article on Loudwire about uh, this whole thing with I Prevail, the singer. Uh, At my lowest point, when I was ready to leave I Prevail, you pushed me to not let go of my dream and fight through the trauma. The least I can do now is try to pay you back for everything you've given me over this life. This will be a day I never forget. Jay, listen. I don't know if there's anything anybody else can really put into words right now to make you feel any fuzzier than that. And so I just want to thank you so much for dedicating some very valuable time. You have a lot in your plate. You do a lot for me as a friend and as the Metal Thoughts guy. I want to thank you for being here for episode 194 of Spinning Thoughts. Is that it? You don't have anything to fucking say? No, thank you? Listen. Bro, first off, thank you. I love you. Second off, really quick. Act like you've been here before. Act like you've been on this fucking show. I get it, bro. I'm so rookie. I'm so wet behind the ears. Um, Real quick shout out, though. I'd be remiss if I didn't say this while I had, uh, you know, kind of the the platform to do so. Um, Two weeks from now, February 13th, 50th anniversary of the album Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, which was the first, considered the first metal album. Ozzy Osbourne, the, the pioneer, the Prince of Darkness, is releasing an album in February. Um, you know, he's got the, the feature from, um, why am I blanking out right now? Who Post is it? Malone. He's got the Post Malone feature. That song is fucking awesome. Um, it is good. You know, Flash is on the record. Duff McKagan, um, Chad from the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the drums. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be a great album. Looking forward to everything that Ozzy does all the time. Um, prayers for Ozzy Osbourne, man. Um, you know, just found out yesterday that he's got, parkinson's and is in kind of advanced stages so hopefully he uh hopefully he can you know adapt to that and um you know continue to enjoy his his musical career and his time here with us but um prince of darkness 50 years of metal can't get better than that 50 years and hopefully so many more i want to thank j bone matthew for being here for episode 194 of spinning thoughts Let us know what you think of this style of episode, the first in the series of Riding with J-Bone. You can catch us on any social media, at Spin Thoughts. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. We're trying to get things rolling over there. The more people that check it out, the more stuff that we will do. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We will be back same time, same place next week. I might not be screaming at you the entire time. I was so excited. I'm sorry. If you don't get excited due to my excitement, then you're in the wrong place. Until next time, make sure you share music, spread love. I've been thinking that maybe, maybe I'm to blame, maybe we're both the same.
miss myself I feel like someone else Cause I can't find my way back home And I don't want to do it alone I feel like someone